Hi, this is Jim Butcher. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Junk Podcast. All right, welcome back to the uh, Sci-Fi Junk and Sci-Fi FX Podcast. I dragged along a friend with me this time, old podcast buddy Troy. Say hello, Troy. Hey, Matt. Hey, man. It's uh, good to be back and talking again with someone. Podcasting isn't quite the same by yourself as it is with old, uh, with old friends, I tell you. I like that. true. Yeah. I think we've both, we've both been there and said that and done that before, but um, tonight we get the fun of talking about the new Terminator movie. Um together and not alone it's a little bit difficult to do alone yeah misery loves company how the hell are you <laughs> yeah. i'm not doing too bad um you know i uh staying busy watching a bunch of movies but uh after our um skynet version of our internet access i think we actually finally might have a stable connection here shh don't say that too loud it'll hear you ah i'm not worried about it if it's coming to get me bring it on let's do it <laughs> Let's do it. Let's get it on and get it over with. Either kill me or let me go. I prefer a fair fight to all this sneaking around. Yes. Let's, <laughs> just, uh, let's just get on with it. And, uh, so, um, all right. Let's start off. Let's just start off with a brief overview. Thumbs up or thumbs down. No, no wishy-washy stuff. You either liked it or you didn't. And uh, then we can get break into the details. That's why we've always we both got something to point back and say. But at the beginning of this, you said you liked it. You said you didn't like it. <laughs> got to load up on ammunition now, so we both know it later. I Fair personally, enough. I liked it. Okay. I got a whole lot of problems, and I got a whole lot of things I really liked. But overall, I'd say I like it. Fair enough. I would say I, I wanted to like it. It had a good concept, it had a good promise, but the execution just fell flat on its face. Okay, so let's break that down. I, let's, let's talk first I, I, the concept. The concept has been probably the best idea for going back, and in my opinion, it is probably one of the best ideas that I could have ever imagined. I mean, when I heard it, I thought, holy crap, this is a cool idea. We're going to go back and say, hey, history was changed, therefore the paradox has happened and all history's changed, and here we're going to go back and the whole, we can just redo the, all the movies. And that's exactly what they did. They took Terminators 1, 2, 3, and 4, and the Sarah Chronicles, Do it put them in a the blender, garbage. they put them in a blender and shot it back out on screen. <laughs> now, here's where the, the, here, the, the idea, the concept of it, the idea was oh, just fantastic idea. I, I loved the idea of, hey, we get a reboot without a reboot. <laughs> it's a reboot, but it's a reboot with a real purpose. It's a, hey, timeline was changed, and hey, things are different, so let's get on with it. And it's even bigger than the human's thought. <laughs> and it's Yes, it's even bigger than the human's thought. That was That's the part that I really, really, truly liked the idea of this one. Were you up on the idea, or did that idea kind of scare you or... Uh, oh, the, the, I knew the idea going into it. I, I dare say that uh, when they did the trailer that showed John Connor in his machine form, that was the last spoiler for me because I already know, knew who Matt Smith was. 
Now that tripped me out. I didn't I didn't catch that <laughs> until I was in the movie theater and I like looked over at my wife and I said and she looks at me and she goes, Was that Matt Smith? And I was like, Wow, talk about trippy. Yes, you they... are watching Terminator in a time change warp from the past and Matt Smith's there. You're like, What the hell? Yeah, evil doctor. <laughs> yeah, they they had uh Two, two magazine covers for Entertainment Weekly, and one of them had him on it. And everybody was like, well, who's he playing? Because they didn't actually list a character name like they did for everybody else. And I think it was one of the fan sites, and don't even get me to line which one, but they had a uh, they had heard a rumor somewhere that he was playing Skynet. So they let that slip. So I walked in in that full knowledge. I was like, of course he is, because they're holding back. And then the marketing department went nuts with that trailer and gave us the last possible spoiler we had left. And I was like, "Really?" <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been I was real I've been real careful lately. There's been a lot of movies that I wanted to see, so I've stayed the heck away from watching spoilers and that kind of stuff. And that's kind of hard when you go to the movies because they pile the movies full of spoilers of other movies. And so yeah. it's kind of hard to walk into a movie these days when you have when you don't know the plot. But that one caught me completely off guard. I mean, it really just, like, whoa. I think the only thing that caught me off guard was the actual scope of Skynet. Because I, I didn't catch this when I was watching the movie, but going back and thinking about it, they, I figured out, and hopefully somebody can verify this, but as near as I can tell in my mind, Matt Smith's Skynet isn't the same Skynet from that particular timeline. Okay, so let's talk timeline for a minute, because this was something that you mentioned earlier to me, and, and I got to thinking about it. I'm not sure I'm confident of the timeline neither. I don't so, think they are. Well, and they may have been <laughs> intentionally left gray just for that purpose of, well, we can make it up as we go along this way. So, the they, if, uh, this is very puzzling. So... <laughs> And the only thing I can think of, and here's what I originally thought of, and you tell me if this fits into your plan or if this throws you off or something maybe you didn't think of. Okay. They sent the original Terminators back. They tried to terminate him. Blah, blah, blah. Now, keep in mind, I guess we have to warn about spoiler alert, but if you haven't seen the movie at this point, then you know what? Too bad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) At this point, we're warning about spoilers. We've already given away all the spoilers, really. Um... That's okay, so did the marketing department. <laughs> yeah, so did the marketing department. But what what they're saying is that he went back and everything was changed because he had already been there. Now, in my mind, the, at first I thought, well, he went back to the same day that he went to the first time. But that wouldn't have been true. Because when the things changed, the only person who knew it was um, John Connor. So he sent him back to a different date this time something that would fall into his new plot as opposed to the original timeline. That was what I thought had happened. So where did you see... Well, I I guess the way to explain this is we have to go back to the first one and kind of unravel it all. Okay. Okay, so the first one we've got Skynet's taken out and then it sends a Terminator back to 1984 to kill Sarah Connor. So we're at John, John, Sarah Connor trying to get killed. Right. And John sends Reese back to protect her. And that is the original Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. Okay. So 
according to Terminator 2, that timeline happened. And then they managed to postpone Judgment Day. And I think they postponed it to like 2011, according to Terminator 3 and the Sarah Connor Chronicles. But then apparently some jiggery-pokery happened in this new timeline. Skynet went active in 2017. And when the Terminator was sent back, it happened just as it did the first time. But John also sent another Terminator back to train Sarah to raise her because it, Skynet sent yet another Terminator back to kill her parents and to kill her. So she, she was orphaned and, and raised by this Terminator who then lie, lie in wait for the 1984 Terminator. Okay. And we saw that on, on screen. Okay. That's then, that, 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 that actually works, though. That, that timeline right. works. I mean, it's, it's confusing. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's like sliders. <laughs> Timey-wimey kind of crap. Oh, I had to say it with Matt Smith. Yeah. Here, so. Oh, it's, it kind of had to be. <laughs> but anyway, so Reese comes back and find, uh, ends up in this alternate timeline. But he's already got memories of an alternate childhood. Because he saw Matt Smith jump out and attack John Connor right before he left. Okay. So that changed something in his timeline. And that's the part that I'm a little squirrely about, because now he's remembering two different timelines and interacting with a third. Well, and I guess that's the paradox of the whole thing. And that's kind of... It, it, it kind of depends on on how you see timelines. I mean, if... Theoretically, if you go through a timeline and you decide to time travel and go back and kill your and kill your mother, could you have been there to kill your mother? Therefore, you couldn't have done it, and therefore, it didn't happen. And then on other you know, people's thing, you know, you know, I I don't understand. I mean, it, it, that's the problem. It, it, everyone has its own their own views. Well, about basically, how time travel works. Well, so, the old grandfather clause works in the idea that there is only one timeline. But now we're dealing with an omniverse. There's multiple timelines. Right. You know, string theory. Every every decision book, you make changes something. And I just finished a book by Orson Scott Card that had basically the same idea. He Passwatch? tried to explain it as... Um, no, which one was it? Was it Passwatch? No, it was... Um, uh, what was the name of that darn... Um, Pathfinder. Hmm. And he 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 did exactly the opposite. He embraced the paradox that gets created. So in his thought mind process was, is if you went to the future and you time traveled back to the past and killed your parents, or went back and told yourself something that changed at the future, it didn't matter. You didn't have to go and do it again in the future. It had already been done. So you altered the timeline, but you didn't alter your original timeline. That actually still happened. But it was just it's a truly different parallel timeline somewhere else that still goes on. Right. So he kind of embraced that theory and maybe that was what was on my mind when I seen the movie is that you know there there wasn't one string of time and when you change it you know you have to go back and fix the string. You just jump to a different string and there's a whole different timeline and a whole different and right. everything there's that already happened several already parallel strings. It's some right. of them intersect. <laughs> And so if you, you know, yeah, you time travel, you time travel back to something, you may time travel back to a certain time on a parallel universe that was equal to yours at that time. But as soon as you change something, then this, the strings divide and you have two timelines now. 
Therefore, you don't have to go back to the future, in, in the future, go back and see yourself again because you did it in a different timeline. Right. And so he kind of, he, that's how he explained it, which kind of made sense. See, that's how they did it in Back to the Future. And Yes, and that's how they did it in Back to the Future also. Not quite so obviously, but yes, that's how they did it in Back to the Future. Yeah, they kind of spelled it out in the second part. Because you, you, you know, like Marty would show up, and well, like the end of the very first one, Marty showed back up in 1985, and just in time to see himself go back to 1955. Yeah, but they also showed him when he was playing the guitar, and he was trying to get his parents together that he was disappearing. Right. Which is kind of flies in the face of that that there was well, nothing no, it, it, in in, in well, Dark Hearts version. There was nothing that could get you to de- to race. Well, see, in, in a way, it doesn't, though, because when he was at the new mall, it was the Lone Pine Mall instead of Twin Pines Mall. Right. Certain things had changed, but the fact so, that parallel he was universe. there, yeah, kind of, but still, there was still effects that were carrying over. I mean, the fact that he was not going to be there anymore because he didn't get his parents to yeah, meet he, in well, his see, he, past, which is theoretically not possible if he was there in the first place. Right. So, he wasn't in the original timeline. Right. But in the parallel one, he was. And then in the parallel one, he was disappearing, which in the parallel one, technically, there should have been two of them. He should have been able to grow old and see himself grow up. Yeah, so it's kind of a kaleidoscope thing. It just feeds yeah. the next one. That's continuum. what I'm saying. It, it depends on who's, who's writing it, whose view they had on it and everything. But that was kind of what I was thinking when the Terminator stuff was going on. But either way... That's uh, kind of my default. So, I mean, that Back to the Future helped me understand all of this. I, I I didn't have too much issue with the timeline, but at the same at the same time I didn't other than a brief thought of it, I really didn't dissect exactly when everything happened to figure out does it all line up. Because my guess is, is it probably I would hope that it would, but I'm sure that we could find some holes in it if we went deep enough. Well there there is the one big one. Because in order for them to send all the Terminators back and to send Kyle back in the first place, that meant the Skynet went down first. So Matt Smith's Matt, Matt Smith's Skynet is a parallel universe Skynet. Matt Smith's parallel is a parallel universe Skynet. Okay. Because he had, he had infiltrated it as as a freedom fighter named Alex, supposedly. And according to everything I've seen, they called him a T five thousand, which is pretty insignificant. But you know, it says, "Hey, I'm advanced." <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm special, like everyone else. Um, okay, so concept-wise, they did good. I, I think they did pretty good timeline line, timeline wise. Yeah, the, somebody grafted out pretty well. It's just the delivery didn't. I don't know. Let's let's talk about the individual actors because that was one of the things that my wife had a problem with, and I didn't have so much trouble with it. She she seemed to think they didn't pick the right person for Sarah Connor. Um. Well, see, I had a thought on this. See, we got to know Linda Hamilton. And in the original version in 1984, Sarah was a really kind person, really soft-loving, but she turned into a fighting machine based on the circumstances. So when Terminator 2 is opened, we see what that's done to her. Now, imagine if that had been done to her at a much earlier age with the Terminator training her. I think that's what Amelia Clark's Sarah Connor was supposed to be. 
Yeah, I, I think she could have been a little rougher and scruffer and, and, and been fighting the fight a little longer and maybe... But but at the same time, she hasn't really had any real combatants. She hasn't had any parents to tell her right and wrong, so she's basically just a teenage brat for all intents and purposes. Correct. I mean, she's someone who's grown up kind of like a lot like... Um, uh, John did originally. Right. She's got all these people telling her all this bad shit's going to happen, and yet she's got no proof that any of it's really going to happen other than, well, obviously, you know, being raised by a Terminator is probably pretty good evidence, but still, it's like putting that soldier up on, a, on, a, on, the, on the top of the hill and saying, okay, now watch for bad guys for the next six years. Exactly. Stay alert the whole time. Don't sleep, don't eat, don't do nothing. You have to be alert all the time, 100% of the time. Well, at some point, exactly. you're going to let your guard down. And she's told that it, that this is the way the timeline's going to go down. You have no choice in the matter. Yeah, and as that you could see she was very irritated with. That that came out really, really well, I think. That she was frustrated with the fact that she was told, this is your future, this is how it's going to happen, this is who you're going to sleep with, this is who you're going to have a kid with, and blah, blah, blah. Which, I don't know what that would be like from any perspective. That is scary information. Uh, you know, I I honestly think that the the scary thing with that, and I thought there was a good opportunity here to really put a nice twist in the movie, and I didn't catch it if it was there, but my thought was, is because he wasn't a person, John, mm-hmm. that the fact that she refused later could have been, you know, at first refused to fall in love with him and do anything, that that was why there was a synthetic one created. So she had to... I, I thought it was a good opportunity for her to say, okay, well, if I do this, it ends up the way it is. And if I don't do this, it ends up the way it is. And I can't win no matter what. There was a, I ah. thought there was an opportunity there to make it seem like even when she tried to not do the right thing, it was still ended up being the right thing. But see, here's the thing. John wasn't synthetic. No, he was real. Yeah, he... Uh... He was basically, he was morphed into what they're calling a T-3000 by the T-5000 Skynet. That was her John. He was just reprogrammed. Well, that's what they say now, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought there was, I, thought, I still think there was an opportunity for her to, to the problem is, is how do you visualize someone's feelings on something like that when she had someone to bounce it off of when it was, you know, um, Reese, when she had Reese there to bounce off what, how she felt about. Oh sure, I mean all when you, that it was it was different. Yeah, I mean you you see your future son turned into the very thing you've been trained to fight. All bets are off. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I I I I really 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 wanted to like this movie a lot. Um, I wanted it to be. And when I read your original thoughts on it, I thought, all right, great. I didn't respond to you. I didn't do anything because I didn't want to hear anything about it. I just wanted to go and enjoy it. And it took me a, a little longer to get there and to enjoy it than I thought than I thought it would. Um, then as soon as I did, I said, hey, let's do a podcast on it. <laughs> yeah, but between then and then, I, I had the, the Independence Day kind of thing happen. You know, yeah. you loved it the first time, and then when you think about it, it's like, oh, my God, what the heck did they do? Yeah, and, and you know, I usually like to go back and watch things two or three times before I I, I even do, dig into them deeper. Um, I just haven't had time to do that this time around. I do plan on seeing it again one more time in the theater before it goes, though, because there is some... 
that was probably of of all the things in this movie that really irritated me the repetitiveness of some of the things that they did the rehashing that annoyed the crap out of me I don't Oops. like to get uh, if you're going to do a reboot and come up with this brilliant idea which we discussed was a good idea to reboot the series then why the hell did you rehash 90 minutes of the movie the same reason they did it with Jurassic World they basically spent the entire movie telling you remember how good it was in 1984 sniff the air remember the Terminator remember how awesome it was now you everybody has apps on phones and everything is all shiny and new and everybody's bored easily so we're just going to throw some stuff at the screen and I don't think it was that bad I I don't uh, Jurassic Park and that's another one of those. I mean, and, and you heard my podcast on that. You know my feelings yeah. on that one. It's basically the same problem that I had there as I have here. Yeah, they basically outright told you, said, we're not going to be able to live up to this. So remember the nostalgia? <laughs> yeah. And and then and, and then that one, it was, you know, the same damn thing. Here you've got these guys roaming around out in the middle of nowhere, and they run into the old Jurassic Park, really. You're going back 20 years later trying to cover up and delete all evidence that something bad happened, and you leave the old buildings there? Yeah. Bullshit. See, the, the difference is, with Terminator, they had advanced warning of things. So they could have those moments where they hung a lantern on something. Like in Jurassic World, it's like, hey, you remember that time we used to fix cars? Let's fix this one. Yeah. Yeah, Terminator had the same kind of thing, but they had training. And they knew to expect it. <laughs> yeah, no, and you're right. They could have, they could have hung. Uh, and I don't so much have a problem with them tipping their hat to things that happened in the past. A tip of a hat is is not a problem. But that's all they do now. The problem I have is the guy. The so in the very first one, the Terminator that goes back to try. And I think it was the first one. The Terminator. What was the? Maybe it wasn't the first one. The Terminator that was the cop. Which one was the, that was the cop? Oh, the T-1000. The T-1000. So he goes back, and he becomes the cop simply because he watches and witnesses the cop getting having that authoritative attitude and, and getting away with stuff. So he becomes the cop to do that so that he can tra- track um, John Connor down and kill him. Right. Well, and one, why, why did they do it? Because in Terminator 2, the T-1000 was a cop. Right. So why they wanted to make that call this that? time? Just because they, they wanted to make that nostalgia callback? Exactly. So there was no reason for him to be a cop. What are the odds of him being a cop? A bazillion to one? He didn't even stop a cop this time. He walked up to three random dudes on the side of the thing and did exactly the same damn thing he did last time. Exactly. I just That, that shit just <laughs> bugs the crap out of me. There was no reason for it. None. It's all nostalgia. It, but, but it, that, and that's it, why the movie just, fell apart for me because I, I literally I saw the TV show and all four previous movies stuck in a blender. It, and, and that's and that is exactly the problem. We had a two-hour movie. It was what is it? Two hours seven minutes? I think it was, or was that a different movie? I'm thinking of. But either way, no. This, this one was like an hour and a half. Now I got to go look it up. But I think uh, I think there was probably 15 minutes of a new movie here. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's that's the part that. Terminator Genesis. It is called Genesis. Okay. Now, let's see. Uh, time. 
Yes, I'm going to leave everybody. I stand corrected. 120, oh, 126. 126, so two hours and six minutes. I knew I was, yeah. I thought I was, I thought I was close. Two hours, six minutes. I think there was an hour and 50 minutes of your blender and 16 <laughs> minutes of new movie. The 16 million minutes was brilliant. It really was. The idea, the concept of the new stuff and the, and the, the concept of John being a, a Terminator. Now, unfortunately, the advertising people screwed that all up by leaking it all before we ever got there. But that I still think that 16 minutes was pretty freaking good. The hour and 50 minutes of Blender should have been five minutes of tipping your hat and another f- hour and 45 minutes of brilliance. And we would have had the most fantastic remake ever. Not only from a remake perspective, but from a concept of how to do a remake. But you know what I love best? The fact that anybody can build a time machine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was uh, uh, that was that was kind of sad, is what that was. Now here's the sad part. Now, I, I'm going to ask you this from the just from a sheer smartphone perspective. Now, Genesis was a phone app, right? Okay. Yep. How do you give the gift of a phone app? That's what this whole thing was. They were like, give the gift of this phone app. Isn't that like giving somebody Instagram? Yeah. Here, have Facebook on your phone. It's a gift. Um, I think actually, though, it was deeper than that. The way I understood it is they had embedded into every operating system. So they became basically Android, which won't make you feel any more comfortable about it considering well, yeah, Android is already... Well, I boot my phone up and I see a Terminator eye. Yeah. <laughs> Been so, going on three generations for that now. I think it was a little bit more the core of the phone. They had something to do with the security of the phone or something like that. I didn't actually pay that close attention to that piece, but it seemed feasible at the time, and I'm usually pretty picky about the, the, the security aspect of things. So I'm pretty sure I would have caught it. Then again, maybe it was one of those that I let go. Because there was a lot I let go on this. Because, as I said when we first started, I liked it. Yeah, you you wanted to like it. That's the way I was. I I walked into Jurassic World expecting a train wreck, and I got one. I walked into Terminator wanting to like it. And I did, until the end credits rolled. And then I went, what did I watch? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and it could have been a lot worse, though. I, I will say that much. Could have been a lot better. It could have been. Oh, it, could, <laughs> it could have been just fantastic. But you know, I have a theory. Do you, Do you want to share a really bad theory, a very unpopular theory? Sure. Why I not? think I think the Terminator franchise killed itself when they introduced the T one thousand. Because where do you go from there? Well. I don't have a problem with that. I, I just wanted them to come up with something new. Exactly. The Where same, do you go from a T1000? The T1 same Terminator who is liquid metal and the same, the same freaking cop uniform. I mean, geez, they didn't even change the freaking uniform. Yeah. But I they mean, they went from that to the to kind of a mix of the the T800 and the T1000, and then they went to the nanite version that we saw with John Connor, and it's like. Where do you go from liquid metal that doesn't feel like you're just phoning it in? Yeah, I, seriously, where do you go? And, and and what I don't understand, the worst thing about it is you can you could go somewhere from there, but you have to find a way to defeat that first. Mm-hmm. They they still haven't got any solution to it, 
but yet they're coming out with new versions. Why? Yeah, what, what, because what? they knew, because Sarah knew how to defeat the T one thousand. What? Bring them into an old steel factory and dump them into a a well? Yeah, apparently she had a. She and the Terminator had plenty of time to think that out. And so they just you know keep the steel factories and just live above one for the rest of their life. I mean, yeah, it, they let they it worked. They let it straight there. I mean, you have all that time. You think they would have come up with some kind of shot that causes the you know the the metal to demecularize or you know something to to solve that problem to say okay now we need a new version. Now I think what happened was Arnold brought a copy of Terminator Two with him. And said, "Okay, this is the plan." <laughs> <laughs> I am cool. Now there was some there was some nostalgic moments that I thought was that was pretty good. I mean, there was I'll be back, and he jumps out of the plane and smashes into the helicopter below. Okay, you know what? That was some good writing because a you got the toss back to the past. That was cool, but it wasn't overdone. And then you got the idea. You're always wondering. Why don't they just use themselves as weapons in this? I mean, they're invincible almost. Why don't they? Ju- and he did. I thought, yeah. whoa, that's pretty freaking good, actually. Um, I'm not sure why the other side hasn't done that, but that's still pretty freaking good. And if he can turn himself into a man walking around, why couldn't he just turn himself into a little plane flying around? I mean, movable uh, parts. Yeah. <laughs> well, gliders. But that, I tell you, the Sarah Connor Chronicles when it was on TV, fantastic. Oh. Yeah, they made Terminator scary again. Yes, and it, it kind of ruined me. <laughs> they were, they were, the uh, they were fantastic. I mean, I just can't even. It amazes me sometimes how they can do so much with so little, and then other times they have so much so they do they have so much and they can do so little with it i know it sounded like i said the same thing but it wasn't. Well, it's superhero theory you know if you, if you got all the powers of superman you've got this versatile this this whole arsenal of stuff you can do and suddenly nothing special the flash can only run so he's got to be really creative with that power it's the same kind of thing with special effects and well, story. yeah you know, I if, guess... you, if you limit it you you force the creativity and, and and I guess the thing is, is that you know you you have this TV show and the TV show has X budget and they were able to produce a good hour of TV every freaking week practically. Exactly. They had some bad episodes here and there, don't they all? But but it went somewhere. Wow, it went somewhere, and it was it was it was it was movie entertainment, movie quality entertainment in my eyes, out of a TV series, and this wasn't. It, no, this really, this was a TV show waiting to happen. This was, well, and the only reason, and, and I hate to say it, I think the only reason I would tend to say that I liked the movie wasn't because it was anywhere near good enough to really like, because there's a lot of flaws in it. But I think oh, the yeah. problem is there's nothing else. So because it's all you have, absence makes the heart grow stronger kind of theory. Pretty much. But because that didn't I work really the last time. Like because, you know, they canceled Sarah Connor so that they could give us Terminator Salvation. Oh, my God. That wasn't fonder. Terminator, oh, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, those were so good. They had, now they need to come back and do the John Connor Chronicles. That's what they need to do. That would be interesting. Yeah, that'd be the same. But, you know what, they could even do them on the new timeline if they want. Well, they, they opened the floor on the old TV show because we had Terminators running submarines and stuff like that. It was 
you know, it's a whole bunch of stuff that we never saw in the films. Yeah, I know. I mean, they've got plenty of room here for spinoffs of TV shows, and and now they've got a whole new timeline that we don't know anything about, so they could do anything they want, really. Um, and we know that Skynet is still active. And yeah, and you're gonna have to live on the edge forever on that one because we know that Skynet wasn't. Um, I don't know. I was a little bit dis- I was a little bit disturbed by um, the fact that okay, well, here we have Skynet and it's gonna go live in X blah 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 minutes, um, and we can speed up this clock and make it a little faster. But you know what? We're gonna have three security guards on this entire complex of a billion square foot. I have to ask, what is the point of having a countdown clock if it suddenly means nothing? <laughs> well, you know, this is the same problem that I had at the end of uh, at the end of the Godzilla movie, and I don't know if you ever watched the, the new Godzilla movie. But I saw I the eight minutes Godzilla was in it. I, I <laughs> the end of it just irritated the crap out of me because I really don't mind there being some holes, but it, they had the same problem with that movie. They put this clock. This nuclear bomb in the, in the city at the docks, a nuclear bomb. We're not talking about a, an atomic bomb, a small-yield atomic bomb, or some, some crap like that. We're talking about a 50-megaton nuclear bomb. they got five-minute clock. He jumps on a boat, takes it out into the ocean, passes out, and remember, vaguely remembers a helicopter flying from a military base, picking him up and making it back to land before it goes off and not hurting anything. Um, I'm sorry? I've seen that movie. not taking a freaking 50 megaton bomb far enough off that shoreline to not blow that damn city sky high. It's not going to (laughs) happen. I hate to say it, I think they copied that straight from Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Drop the ring in, then we'll all uh, pass out, and then the eagles will vaguely carry us around, and we won't remember it. And, yeah, but uh, you know, the ring is not a bomb. <laughs> no, and this yeah, and this was a bomb with a five minute countdown, and the five minute had to have lasted I don't know three four hours maybe. Yeah. Um, it, that was it. that's my biggest flaw with that movie was that this had the same feel of that that problem oh we've got 17 minutes and we anticipate we'll be able to do this in 17 minutes oh no wait we're wrong we've got all the cpu power of the world at our disposal and you know what we were wrong it's only nine minutes oh wait 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 no six minutes no four minutes no 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 wait i'm gonna start now you're right that's stupid okay i got an i got another one for you because i know you're a sky you're a stargate fan do you remember the replicators Mm-hmm. Okay, is that not essentially what John Connor's new form is? Bunch yes. of nanomachines. Yes. So, the replicators, as I recall, were smart enough to actually not be bothered with magnetic fields. It's like they had something to prevent being pulled apart. That's why they had to resort to bullets. Okay, but John Connor, with all of the advanced information that Skynet has still relies on magnets to tear them apart. Why? I think that was... Uh, I, I explained that through an oversight. I don't think that is being... The, the, the problem with that one is they had at their disposal a piece of medical equipment that really from where he came from in the future really wouldn't have been a viable weapon. 
and so I can I can let that one go on the senses of oh crap. But see, I can't because we now know that Skynet is traveling to the different timelines and seeing how everything unfolds. And I would assume absorbing the knowledge of technology along the way. How else would it know to evolve into a phone app? Well, I don't know about that. I think that... Uh, Am I overthinking this? I think you're overthinking it. I think that. <laughs> I think you're assuming that all that information is collated somewhere and that they all have cross-communications between each all the timelines, all the time, everywhere. And I don't think you can take it that far. I think they... they they are taking advantage of that to a certain extent, but there's still a communication issue between the two. You go there, that doesn't mean that you you have all the knowledge of all the other timelines when you get there. I, I, I think it's one one Skynet just jumping timeline to timeline. Well, I think it's and one just Skynet sending people back trying to trying to terminate the the problem, but I don't think that necessarily that means that they have gone out, visited all the timelines, and then brought that information back to benefit all other timelines from it. Because in order for that to happen, I've got to send something to five timelines. Those five kind of got to come back, tell me what it is, and then I got to send something back to them again in order for them to have all the knowledge of those five timelines. See, I don't think any of that's happening. I, I think it's literally it's Matt Smith's Skynet just jumping around the timeline, saying, okay, these are all the variables I have to work with, I'll visit every last one of them and find out exactly what's going on. Yeah, but... Uh, Which is how it knew to send Terminators to, say, 1984 to assassinate... Um, to assassinate uh, Sarah Connor and how it knew to send one even earlier to, uh, to, uh, to try and take I, out I, appearance and... I think it's more fractured than that. I think it's the current Matt Smith's timeline says, hey, look, let's go back into our fractured past and create multiple events which in turn is going to change everything again but I, I think you're overthinking it I think you're thinking you know he's going out and saying okay look we've got all these different things happening in all these different timelines I don't think it's that I don't think it's that direct see I'm, I'm desperately trying to make Skynet into a threat <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm trying to give to give the writers some kind of credit and say, hey, maybe they did think this through. But that's when I keep finding the holes. Yeah, I. They they really, uh, pardon the pun, but they really screwed the pooch on it this time. Yeah, they really did. Um, I mean, it's no worse than last time. It's just more convoluted. Yeah, well, it's much more convoluted, which is okay if it had been. What I don't understand is. If you own that property, why wouldn't you take the time to sit down and brainstorm with a couple of people that know the history because well enough don't. to say, this isn't going to work, let's let's rethink this? It's because they don't own the property. The, the rights revert back to Cameron here in a few years. It's Cameron's baby. Well... This was the, this was the first in what was supposed to be a trilogy... Before the reverts, before the rights reverted back to Cameron, and now based on what I'm reading today, apparently it didn't make enough money, so the future of the other two movies in this may be in doubt. Hmm. I haven't. Uh, let's see if I can get an idea of what it actually did. 
I don't even know what it did, to be honest with you. I, I think it, it did something like 82 million domestically or some, some travesty uh, like that. Well, that's obviously changed. It did 82 million. No. Uh, yes, yes, you're right. 82 million. Which is pretty pathetic for, for a movie like this. So it's sitting at, right now. I, I think they're waiting on. included is 82.1 million. That is that's bad. Is that just domestic? That is just domestic. Let me look, pull it up. Okay, so they're probably waiting on on the international returns to find out what. And they spent 155 million on it. So yeah, they're 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 hurting. They're hurting. What are the? I don't even see the international. Oh, there it is. So internationally, you got 196 million. So you're sitting at 278 million worldwide. Okay, so they they made a little profit. So, and, and you're also only three days into it, and you don't have any TV rights or rebroadcast rights or anything, you know, any promotional rights or figures or any of that junk all yet. So there'll be something there for the rest of that. But still, it's not going to be... Um, yeah, I don't think this one's going to catch its legs on, on pay-per-view. Well, it's... Let's see, it is... Yeah, it's one, of the, it's one of the worst one. I mean, the second one was the best one. The third one was the second best. And the Salvation was, wow, the first one was really bad. I assume you're just talking dollar amounts here. Yes. Now, I don't know. Because I know the third prices. wasn't the second best. <laughs> well, this one's the worst based on dollar, adjusted for ticket price. Ah. Based on adjusted for ticket price, this one's at $82 million. Terminator, the original Terminator is at 92 million, but back then in 1984, a hundred million dollar movie was. Yeah, how much you want to bet they, they blame it on piracy? Oh, yeah, well. I because, you know, social media is saying, hey, this movie's a turkey, it has no factor in it whatsoever. Yeah, couldn't no factor the fact that it is a turkey. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and, and no factor on the fact that, you know, unadjusted, the original one did 78 million, and. Terminator to do 519 million. Well, keep in mind though, the original was an independent movie that came out of nowhere. Right. No, and then the saying. second one they overhyped it, and it was it lived up to the hype. So, <laughs> yeah, but they, I mean, like I say, it's like after the T1000, where do you go? I, I think that was the problem. They they peaked there. So, domestic gross 38 million on the original. But they only spent six million dollars making it. I mean, six million dollars—that's yeah. Jeez, they spent a hundred and fifty-five million making this one. So I mean, you still got a hundred and fifty million dollars to play with with the leftover budget of. <laughs> and they only spent a hundred and two million on, on Terminator Two. So um, now it's. The problem is, is that it, it, it has been so long since anything good's come out that you know everyone wanted to like it. I think that's where the problem is, and I think that they did an okay job. I just don't think it was a great job. Yeah, all the buzz that I heard, everybody was was saying that the trailer looked bad, and I didn't get that at all. I, I thought I it captured. It. I thought it captured the the spirit of the, of, the, of the franchise. Yeah, I thought it did too. Unfortunately, it was the only good piece of the movies was capturing the trailer. I hate movies like that, but... Yeah, they, they know how to make a trailer. Let's face it. Oh, well, they do. And, 
and unfortunately they get so good at it that you start getting gun shy from the trailer it's like well if the trailer has five scenes and those five scenes are in all three of their trailers well that's because that's the only good five scenes there are um, well so I mean what can we say I mean really well- I mean, I know this is wrong, but I really want Terminator to come back to TV. I, I think the long-form storytelling actually works better. I, shoot, man. I, they could relaunch any part of it on TV again, especially if it's anything like Sarah Connor Chronicles. That was just fantastic. It was just an excellent series all the way around. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, as long as they keep doing movies, they're kind of stuck with that one scenario. They have no wiggle room to try anything new. I don't know. I mean, I, I I see it being done with you know, Marvel's pulling it off. They've got TV series and movie series. Well, and they're all and they're but, not even telling the same storylines. They're crossing. Well, out. in a way, Marvel is telling the same storyline. Have you noticed that all the superheroes are basically fighting villains with the exact same powers? Yeah, but what I'm saying is that they're they're. It's not all in a in an easily defined world like the Terminator. I mean, that makes it pretty easy for them to say, okay, look, this is like Star Wars. We're going to make the TV series about this. We're going to make the movies about that. This is going to be this timeline. That's going to be that timeline. We don't have to make it complicated. We don't have to, you know, do it. And that's why... Well, Marvel, they're, they're building the illusion that it's much bigger just because of all the different platforms they've got. But it essentially is the same story. Yeah, it's one big, huge story. And, you know, but it's good versus evil. Right. But just because, and what I mean by that is you can have a story about Thor in one episode, and you can have a story about this in another episode, and it, they don't, you don't have to define when it took place or how it took place. It can just right. take place. But I'm and, saying the, over, the overall thing about it. I mean, look at Iron Man. He faced off against the Iron Monger. That's bad Iron Man. Thor faced off against Loki. That's bad Thor. Captain America faced off against the Winter Soldier. That's bad Captain America. You know, Ant-Man just faced off against Yellow Jacket. That's bad Ant-Man. You see where I'm going with this? Yep. Well, no, and that's fine. But I mean, I still love it. Yeah, I know. I still love it, too. But I'm, I'm just saying... It's just this, now that I've seen it. It's very easy for them to do. I mean, they could just basically say, look, we're going to be telling the story of, you know, pre-this movie. Boom. Right, but everything that leads up to it is still going to come down to do they get Skynet? And in that, they've got a very limited framework to work with. The only the only thing they can... Well, it does, because in, in the context of a movie, they have a couple of hours that they have to go for that direct thrust. With something like the Sarah Connor Chronicles, you, you can go off in different directions and say, okay, was this successful? How does this lead to this, to this, to this? And you can tell all these these smaller moments. Yeah, but but here's here's my point. You know, when you watched the um, uh, Clone Wars, the Star Wars Clone Wars, you knew what the outcome was going to be. You, sure. You knew what was you knew you knew. Well, the yeah. same thing's true with this. We don't. They don't have to solve Skynet's existence well, on TV. All they have to do is tell us what happened to John as he was growing up. Tell us what happened to Sarah as she was growing up. Go back and show us that training and the battle that they put that they went through in those years prior to the movie 
even a year, and it, they could make a very, very good series out of it. I mean, that's... I agree. TV, they could do that. In the movies, yeah. it's all about taking down Skynet. Right. Now, the movies need to be the, the grand event. This is the big event. The big event is either Skynet falls or... And then every couple of years, they can come out with a couple of new movie series, and they can change the Skynet date. I don't have a problem with that. But, see, if they keep doing that, then you're just going to get more movies just like this. Because, let's face it, they tried something new already. They called it no. Terminator Salvation, and that fell well, on its face. No, here, here's the thing. <laughs> this wasn't the concept that failed. This was the writing that failed. And the writing would have failed no matter what the concept was. This was sloppy, sloppy it was fanboys. The writing. concept was. I still. I still stand by it. The concept was a fantastic idea. The timeline is changed. It's no different than Doctor Who. The Doctor regenerates, and boom! You basically get a new actor and a reboot every single time. Right. Yes, you still have some strings that get to be pulled from the past and everything, but it's exa- exactly the same things different here. They can change Sarah. They can change John. They can change. Schwarzenegger if they need to. They can change all these people, but still have the same concept and the same story there. That's what they that's that's what could make it successful, but they just But see here's where your analogy falls apart. With Doctor Who, you literally can go anywhere in time and space. You can tell any story. Terminator has a finite set of set of instructions. The, the whole concept is they got to keep doing the whole send back and taking down Skynet so long as Skynet keeps managing to send back other Terminators. Yeah, but you That's know, there was... Literally the so only what you, so what, basically what we're saying is that Sarah, Cron- Sarah Connor was attempted to be assassinated when she was a kid, and then nothing happened until this movie. All that time frame in the middle, nothing happened. There was no, no fights, that, there was no battles, there was no battles, there was no wars, there was we no don't, nothing. Well, no, because what we do, what we do know from the Sarah Connor Chronicles is the Skynet was sending back Terminators to go after all of John's agents. But that's but that is my point. If they took right. back, let's say they decided to make a series about Sarah Con- Sarah Connor growing up, and they went back to a year after the event of, of him coming to visit and they just picked up from right there and just show their day-to-day life of going through and what right. they had to do to stay alive and stay away from it. It doesn't have to be the grand event. Save that for the movies. That's what I'm saying. We're arguing the exact same point. In TV, they've got the wiggle room to move. Right. In a movie, we're going to get the exact same rehash. And I don't mind that. No, we're, they don't They don't have to rehash. They just. Have That's to exactly rehash. what they did. That's all yeah, they know how they to did. do. I'll tell you why. That didn't mean they have to. I'll, I'll tell you why. This was Jim Cameron's baby. He created it. Everybody else that's writing in that, they're just fans. They're, they're retelling what they grew up on. That's the same stuff that happened with Jurassic World. They're retelling what they grew up on. Yeah. Well, hopefully they will uh, listen to us and start a TV series because that would be great. But Well, it grows into a bigger concern for me, though, because the next generation that comes out, what are they going to be retelling since the current generation isn't giving them anything new to retell. Well, that, that tells me the Terminator because right, that <laughs> tells me the Terminator has an expiration date. Well, it does until somebody actually makes something that's worthwhile. I mean, I guess it goes to the same thing that um, you know that that any series can go through. You got you, if you had a but you know you could but have said that point. you could have said that about Terminator before. Sarah Connor came out also. 
Sure, because Terminator 3 was a rehash, and that's right. why it wasn't very well received. Terminator 4, they did something different, but it kind of fell on its face out of spite. So they had a bad, they had a couple of bad movies. They had a good series. They had a couple of good movies, a couple of bad movies. They had a great series. Now they've had a, a mediocrity, weak movie. And this one basically rehashed everything else. Right. So now, hopefully, where do you go? Hopefully, we have time for something good. Hopefully, but what is that good? I don't know. That's that's what that's that's the question. What's going to be the next good thing? I hope it's a TV series. I would settle for another good movie, a, a good movie. Right. But, but what, what I'm saying, like they they planned another two movies. This was supposedly the first in the trilogy. Where would they take this? So where would they take the movie? Is what you're yeah. Where where would you take the story based on where it left off? Well, based on where it left off, if it was me, I would I would basically show that something got out when they the did. building was destroyed. They did. There's a mid a mid credit sequence. There you have it. You know, everything kind of starts over. You get a new date, and you get you start counting down again. But see, would, there again, that's just the same story over and over. They're no, just but, they're just moving the cheese. Well, you got to move the cheese. I mean, what are you going to do? You you can't not move the cheese. So you move the cheese, but you have to tell a good story. That's the. But you have to there. change the mousetrap. Okay, change the mousetrap, but you still got to move the cheese. You can change the mousetrap. You can you can do anything you want. You can. You can forget about going and sending anyone else back. You can just let it continue right where it is today. Completely get rid of John Connor right. and Reese. I so would have just have it Sarah, Sarah and, the, and her Terminator? I would have Sarah one day. No, I would even have maybe even the Terminator's gone, isn't it? Did he? Did he? No, he he he, uh, he sacrificed himself. But what happened was the. Uh, the John Connor T three thousand turned him into a T one thousand. I think that was a happy accident. <laughs> it didn't but make any sense. Ha- ha- have him sit there. Have it. Have it be a couple years later, and then have Sarah realize that something's going on that's not supposed to be going on, and seeing the rebirth of this happening to her, and that would be something new because we've never seen the actual. She, she spent the time in the asylum in Sarah Connor Chronicles saying this was going to happen and no one would believe her. You could almost make that her going nuts, the movie. Yeah. I mean, that could... But if you build a Terminator movie, people are going to want to see a Terminator. I didn't say there couldn't, it wouldn't be. And they're going to want to see Skynet because that's clearly the end cheese. But that is the end cheese. So she realizes that Skynet's being rebuilt, and she realizes that they're, I don't know, making Terminators in the current day. Which we've seen before. Because they couldn't, you know, they the time of sending people back didn't work, so now they're going to do da 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 and maybe they're going to try to go back further, or something along those yeah. lines. But you got to come up with a good story they, there. Yeah, but and, they did all that in the Sarah Connor Chronicles. So what I'm asking is, what do you do next to put butts back in the theater seats? Well, in the Sarah Connor Chronicles, they didn't do her seeing it happen. They showed you her in a asylum. So, no, not No, that's T2. Same. That's Terminator 2. 
So I mean, the Seracana Chronicles, we we saw that they were building other Terminators. It, well, and it, on the on the spot right now, just boom, come up with an idea. No, I don't have one. But I would sit down and look at the timelines, figure right. out what's going on, and come up with some 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 feasible way to come right. up with a good. Story. I mean, I'm, I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but my 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 point here is. And to a certain extent, you're right. It's going to be a rehash, rehash no matter yeah, what you do. Because well, no matter what you do, there's going to be a Skynet. There's going to be an Endime. There's going to be, does it exist or does it not exist? But my point is, I think that if if, if they take them, either go closer or further away from the cheese, one or the other, and I don't know which way to go. Right now, they, right. Kind, of, they kind of put you within eyesight of the cheese every time, and they show you the last 50 paces. So... See, Change here, it. Change it up. See, here, here's my thought on this. We know that if they end Skynet, the franchise is over. If they don't end Skynet, it's more of the same that they've always done. So we have to change the parameter here. What if we end Skynet and it's replaced with something even worse? You know, instead of something technological, maybe it's biological. I think that's a brilliant idea. I mean, you've got the biological um, John Connor, so turn it into something that's actually worse. Turn it into she realizes not that Skynet's there, but she realizes that that John's biological thing is taking over people, and and or something along those lines. Or maybe it's like another Dark Ages after that. You know, but, you know, with John out of the picture, who's going to lead humanity? You know, how how do you get them to basically be the King Arthur for the planet? I mean, any, anything along those lines is something new and something bright. But I mean, there's plenty of stories there. That's not going to be the issue. I mean, well, so the issue the whole, is whether or not the writers find those stories. Well, I mean, if that, we that's my here, fear. If we could sit here in an hour and discuss the the how good the movie was, and then come up with a couple of decent ideas in a few minutes, if you sat down with some some you know reasonable time, somebody could come up with it. The problem is, is is somebody going to be willing to to do it? That's going to be the real question because they seem to think that this crap that they put out just and I'm not sure I understand how anyone could sit down and read these things and say, "Oh, well that's brilliant. There's no holes in that at all." It's that's just how they've been trained. The 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 kind of movies that make money at the box office are exactly like this. I mean, look at Jurassic World. It's what number three big box office winner of all time now. Is it that huge? Yeah. Avengers got bumped to number four. What did its weight carry it that far? Really? Yeah. So if you if you extrapolate that out, that's the only message Hollywood gets. That's exactly what we're going to get more of. So I keep telling people, vote with your dollar. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to be the voice of cynicism because I love this stuff. But you know, I when I was growing up, everything seemed shiny and new and original, and now I'm seeing the exact same things because everything is a franchise now. Wow, you're right. And I and I, and I love that, but I, I want to see them. I don't know. I, I want to see them go into into new territory instead of sitting on old reliable. Going okay, this is safe. We can tell this. Well, hopefully, I mean, 
there's only so much of this rehashing that's going to happen. And I think what happens is the generation of people that are the younger audience that's out there doesn't remember the old Terminator stuff. They don't, you know. And so for them, it was kind of like when we went back and watched no. the original Star Wars in the theater and you've seen all those kids going, <gasps> you know. And they didn't realize that Darth Vader was was Luke's father, and you know, because they didn't know, they didn't, they weren't there. The same thing I think is happening with a lot of these movies. They're rehashing them because they can. Because Do you have Netflix? The audience don't know. Of course, I have Netflix. Did you see what the, what they kept pumping out there the weekend the Terminator Genesis opened? No. Every time I opened my Netflix, the big banner was for Terminator, the nineteen eighty four version. You could just watch it right then. So a lot of these, but that's the same thing as it was before. I mean, when Phantom Menace came out, how many kids do we remember seeing in the theater or not realizing, not yeah. knowing what happened with Luke and, and all them? So it's, it seems to reason. I mean, it, it could be that, you know, after this good series of movies that we had back in the 70s, 80s, 90s, when they've rehashed them all, they're going to have to come up with something. Not necessarily. All they got to do is let it rest for a while and then reboot it. That's true, too. Worked for Star Trek. Or did it. Or did it, yeah. Well, it, See, that, that's my big fear. But here's the thing, you know, but here's the thing, you know, it, when it does, when it, when they do do a reboot, you've got just as much chance of it being good stories as you, as you did if it was an original story, too. So all we can do is wait and see, you know. We can't... Um, well, see, here's the thing, though. If it's an original story, you don't have audience expectation tearing you in many different directions in the name of fandom. With a franchise, you have that. Well, that's true, too. But then again, you know, a lot of the times with the, the newer movies, you don't have the budget because you don't have that guaranteed fandom. I mean, but for a tentpole like this, you expect it. Yes. But, uh, I don't know. It, it's one of those catch-22s. I mean, you, It really is. It, it really is, because how do, you, how, how do you determine which measuring stick do you use to determine if it's good? How many fans of the classic fans that like it? How many dollars it does in the theater? How many new fans like it? How much the next movie does because you brought in a whole bunch of new fandom. This one, I mean, you could. There's a hundred different measuring sticks you could use, and uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you want to look at it, we know the one they're using. Yeah, it's all about the bottom line. Right. So, and occasionally, the movie is just so exceptionally good that the bottom line isn't is dramatically different than their anticipations because their their ability to actually see the future other than the dollar signs is, is so weak. Um, so, you know, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. I mean, who knows? Right. It's like we've got so much... There's so much stuff coming out in the theater here that it just... It, it blows my mind that this many movies can be slated... And that so many of them are rehashes. Just I, I can't even believe in some of these things. I mean, the Jurassic Park blew my mind. This one was better, but it's still... I think it, the only problem that I have with this one, and I keep saying this one was better, I'm not even sure it really was. 
this one had such a great concept. It just tears me up that they they rehashed with it. Yeah, it, it could it, have been so freaking good. See, that's where it and Jurassic World are kind of opposite. Terminator had a great concept and no charisma. Jurassic World had charisma and no concept. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll, let's let's put this another way. Terminator had a great concept and no charisma. Chris Pratt had charisma, and Jurassic Park had no concept. Right. I mean, he... he that was essentially it. He carried the movie. He did. He totally carried the movie. And it's very unlike me to point and say, this person made this movie. But without him, that would have been a total piece of shit. Yeah. Unless they had found somebody just as strong. Because that just... There was just nobody else that was on that screen that was worth a flip. Yeah. I mean, Dallas Bryce Howard, she's better than that. But I don't know. That... I guess she clearly wasn't given anything to do. Well, and then I'm not even saying that the actors were that bad. Their roles were that bad. Right. And his acting and his role was that good. I don't even know that his role was that good. I, I thought his character was lame, but let's face it, the man's got a screen presence. Yeah, well, he did. He, um... And he didn't reduce to dancing, so I was okay with that. <laughs> Well, you got to have a uh, uh, what's his name there to do the dancing with you? Yeah. Um, uh, what is his name? Star Lord. Uh, no, Star Lord. Well, Star Lord. I guess he did the dancing, but it was the other. It's that other actor that does the that gets everybody on the cast to dance. Who is? Yeah. Um, Holt and Catch Fire guy. The. the yeah, my brain just went blank. What's his name? I don't even remember his name now. Either way, he gets them all to dance at every opportunity but yeah um so i don't well, know here's, G. Here, here's what i'm thinking I'm, I'm hoping that since the box office for terminator isn't doing that well they'll go ahead and give it another shot because it did make its money back but they'll look at that as a wake-up call and say okay we got to do something infinitely better if we want to generate the dough that's my hope Um. Yeah. I I I'm. You know what? I'm of the opinion, and this is this has been my opinion for quite a while. They can't take any of the good stuff away from me, so try it. No, but and they can't sucks, take two more hours of your time away from you by watching more of the bad stuff. Yeah, they can do that, but you know what? That the. the this is one of those things where if you don't take a chance, you're not going to get anything. Because if I didn't, I wouldn't allow Hollywood to make anything if that was the case. Because That's how Hollywood does it, though. They, yeah. they let something rest, and then they reboot it from ground zero. But here's the problem. 99% of everything that they make is crap. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the 1%. So, you know what? we got a 1 in 100 chance that they're going to make something good no matter what the hell it is. So, you know what? Just let them make a whole bunch of crap, and we'll pick out the good stuff. Well, that's what apparently people are doing. That's why it didn't make that much money. <laughs> I don't know. We say that, but then again, you know, we use that measuring stick to say it, it didn't work because it's, it stunk. But then you can yeah. go back and pick it up, pick ten movies that yeah, well, right back at Jurassic and, World. Yep, wildly crappy, but did financially wonderful or financially wonderful, and they were or the other way around. They did lousy financially, but they did they did lousy. Yeah, there's no figure in it. 
But, you know, this is why I'm not in marketing. Well. The only lesson I know about marketing is don't put the spoilers in the trailers. I I don't <laughs> understand why they think they have to give the damn movies away these days. I just don't get it. I don't. It is so frustrating that <laughs> every good scene sometimes is the f- scenes that you see in the in the in the. I I almost wish they'd just stop making screeners and just start announcing. Okay, we're going to have Jurassic World come out. Well, I, th- I think what they do is they they do the test screenings, and they have people with clipboards sitting there marking down when the audience was actually enthusiastic, and then they put those scenes in the trailer. I'm I'm sure they have. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do a lot of stuff like that. But the problem is, is that if the audience stands up and goes "oh" five times during a movie, and then you have five scenes in the screeners, yeah, the only well, five left. times the audience goes "whoo" are all in the screeners. Yeah, I think that's the exact problem. Wow. I could be wrong. Uh, no, I think you're probably right. I think that's exactly what they're doing. The problem is they need to get some different people in those in there to watch the screeners. They need to, instead of getting peers, because they're they're so disassociated with reality that it, um, I don't know, it just, it's very frustrating. We've got such, they take such, they had such a good concept. Oh, God, it just kills me when I think about that concept. It was such a good idea. I wish they had just left it. Well, it's because they've been evolving that concept since 1984. It's, we, we've come to love it. No, I don't mean that concept. I mean the the the, the time has changed. Uh, you're not sent here to do what you thought you were being sent here to do because that's already been done and everything's changed. So shut up and get in the car, soldier. That <laughs> just that just that was just brilliant. It was just she's not the right person. She does not the right thing. I mean everything's different. He's like, huh? You know. And even the even the later on later late on in the movie the cop. The real cop. Yeah, the J.K. Simmons' character? Yeah. Even Tell me he wasn't was, the life of that movie. Yeah. Like I said, that, that, ex, that, that 17, 16 minutes of, of new stuff was just brilliant. Almost every piece of it was so good. If they had just not put 150 minutes or an hour and 50 minutes of Terminator 1, 2, and 3 in there. I mean, hats off to, to some cliches and a couple of phrases here and there to, you know, I'll be back and jump out and smash into a thing. Okay, cool. I don't have a problem with that. That's two-second wording, and it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't hurt anything. Yeah, it's. I mean, those catchphrases are in Arnold's contract, have yeah. been from the beginning. So but... I've got no problem with that. What I have a problem with is just the Terminator coming back and being a cop. What the hell? Why? You know what the the character I want to see? And I actually thought J.K. Simmons' character, I didn't think he was the cop. You remember Dr. Silverman, the psychiatrist from the first two movies? Oh, yeah. The one that you know got the pen through, through the kneecap? Yep. I, I thought that J.K. Simmons was maybe playing his character. Oh, that would have been good, too. Yeah, there's so many. There was so much potential here. It's it's very disheartening to see that they could take so much d- d- potential and destroy it. And not to say that it was a complete total disaster. I mean, the the movie, it was likable. 
I'm not yeah, going to say I, it was bad. I think most people are, are going to outright say it was a complete total disaster, but I, I don't know. I, I can see past the warts. Well, I, it's I, got a, IMDb's got a, a rating of 7. Usually 8 means it was really good, and anything under 7 means don't go watch it. Well, it's at that right at that line. Yeah. See, I, I, I can see the diamond in the rough on this, and, and that's what hurts. Yeah. It's yeah. so close. If they just tweaked it here and there, it could have been so much better. Yeah. They need somebody that pays attention to the details more is what they need. They just need to... They just yeah. Need to, just a, a little bit of a tweak here and there. I can't even believe that with the, the $150 million, $154 million, that you can't hire some guy... You know, just just sit around and just check on stuff. I'm sure they do, but how can you miss some of the obviousnesses of some of these things? Like, why is he a cop? Just ask the question: Why is he a cop? Why? Well, position of authority. Nope. Nobody's going to question it. Yeah. Why is he a cop? Why was he? Why was he made to be a cop? Why wasn't he? You know, just. How, how did that come about? Why would he have been a cop? Why would he have even been a cop other than the first movie? Well, he was there. The timeline's changed. He's not a cop anymore. Uniform on official business. No, no civilians going to get in the way of that. Yeah, I mean, make him it a makes perfect man, sense. Or make him a you know <laughs> something else, you know. But don't or give us a reason for him to be a cop again. Make a joke out of the coincidence that he ends up being a cop again, and I would have been okay with it. But no. They just make him a cop. Okay, well, he goes back in time twice and ends up being a cop twice? Really? That happens? Well, I mean, the old cliche is you could make it bigger than a cop, but where would you go with that? Armed forces? You don't want to bag on the armed forces. That's not PC. So, well, the cops are used to being the bad guys right now. They're getting bad press. So let's go ahead and stick with the cop. That might be where they went. I still think they should have had a reason for him to be a cop. I agree. Just to make him a cop for no purpose other than he was a cop originally was just stupid. I honestly think he could have gotten the exact same mileage out of maybe being, say, a utility worker. Yeah. And he just blends into the background. Nobody sees him. Yep. And and they left out, they, that was, the, I think that's the thing, they left out, I don't know. Maybe they didn't have enough time to tell the story right or something. I don't know. It just it, it you see so much potential. It just it's just disheartening to see how bad of a yeah. I mean, on, honestly, the the whole the whole point with the cop they they did it because he was a cop last time. Yeah, oh, I'm it's sure just that easy. It was. it was just that easy, and no one just no one cared to take it to the next level. Anyway, I think we should uh, wrap it up. You think we buried this as much as we can? Uh, I don't think we did as much as we could. Me and you could talk about it all night long. Probably could. Um, <laughs> but who'd want to hear that? Yes, but that's the that becomes that and becomes the actual question. Who would want to listen to it? Like, so hello, anybody still listening? <laughs> Probably not. Um, but anyway, um, I got to go see Ant Man. I know I should be shot. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I'm behind. I haven't seen that one either. But uh, mine's partly due to a case of not caring about Ant Man. Uh, well, I'm, I'm torn because I really like Evangeline Lilly, but I don't care about Ant-Man. Uh, and everybody says know, it's really good, like Guardians you know of the what? Galaxy, but I didn't I, like Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's... I, I loved Guardians of the Galaxy, and to be honest with you, I didn't like Iron Man when I went to see that one, and now I love Iron Man. So 
I'm reserving all opinions for after I come back from the theater on that one. I'm just going to go yeah. look at it from... And, and I'm, I am pretty easy to... And after this review, everyone's going to be outright easy in my ass. But I'm, I'm pretty easy to entertain in the theater. I mean, I'll watch pretty much anything. And I, as long as it doesn't have, you know, holes the size I can drive trucks through, I'm pretty pretty yeah. much okay with it. Make me love the character, make the story make sense. That's all I ask. Yep. Make it make it believable and make the... Make the st- yeah, yeah, you got it. What you said. What you <laughs> said. Anyway, Troy has always, it has been a blast. Yes. And um, I will get this posted up in both uh, podcasts immediately. So if you're if you're um, signed up for both podcasts, sorry, you got this one both both times in the same place, same time. Sorry about that. I usually delay one, and uh, that way you don't get everything all at one time. But ah, let it rip. Yep, gonna let it rip, and um, I will. Talk to you again next time. We got to do something about Star Wars here soon. I haven't. Um, I Man, there is so much Star Wars news coming out of all directions. It's crazy. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll start compiling a list, and we'll see if we can get something together for Star Wars here in the next month. Okay. And um, we'll find a night like tonight where we can just do it. You know. Sounds like a plan. All right, man. As always, thank you. And uh, thank you. We'll talk. To you again next time.